0: Welcome to the December 15th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 15, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. I pray that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. In Jesus' name, Amen. This is Proverbs 15, beginning in verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. A fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. In the house of the righteous there is much treasure, but in the revenue of the wicked is trouble. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the fool does not do so. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him who follows righteousness. Harsh discipline is for him who forsakes the way, and he who hates correction will die. Hell and destruction are before the Lord. So how much more the hearts of the sons of men? A scoffer does not love one who corrects him, nor will he go to the wise. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fatted calf with hatred. A wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays contention." The way of the lazy man is like a hedge of thorns, but the way of the upright is a highway. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. Folly is joy to him who is destitute of discernment, but a man of understanding walks uprightly. Without counsel, plans go awry, But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. The way of life winds upward for the wise, that he may turn away from hell below. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the boundary of the widow. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant. He who is greedy for gain troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart, and a good report makes the bones healthy. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is humility. Today we're going to take a look at three verses, and we're going to see how similar they are. We're going to talk about having wisdom, and if you are wise, the words that come out of your mouth, and we're going to talk about fools, and the words that come out of their mouth. Let's look at verse 2. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. Now let's take a look at verse 5. A fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. Now let's take a look at verse 7. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge. But the heart of the fool does not do so. Friends, I'm going to basically just try to put these three verses together. And what we're learning in these three verses, basically, that if you are a fool, you have no desire for correction or you have no desire for instruction. You feel that you do not need any help. You know it all. You don't want anyone to give you their opinion. You're not interested in what other people think about what you're saying. You really don't care at all. But when it comes to the wise, people who have matured, people who are fully developed and have wisdom, their words that they speak are going to bring forth fruit. They are going to be successful. Today we are going to continue our study in the book of Exodus, and this is such a wonderful chapter. We're going to be looking at chapter 8 today, and chapter 8 talks about plague number 2, which is the plague of the frogs, then we're going to look at plague number 3, which is the plague of lice, and then we're going to take a look at plague number 4 and the plague of the flies. Let's begin reading Exodus chapter 8, verses 1 through 6. And the Lord spoke to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all your territory with frogs. So the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, "...which shall go up and come into your house, into your bedroom, on your bed, into the houses of your servants, on your people, into your ovens, and into your kneading bowls. And the frogs shall come up on you, on your people, and on all your servants." Then the Lord spoke to Moses, "...say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your rod over the streams." over the rivers and over the ponds, and caused frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. Now, Pharaoh had his magicians try to conjure up frogs as well, and they were able to. So at this time, Pharaoh calls Moses and Aaron and asks them to intercede for the land of Egypt. He's saying, you know, I really would like for you to get rid of these frogs. (coughs) And Moses says, okay, I'll do you a deal. We'll get rid of all the frogs, except we'll keep a couple that are in the river. And Pharaoh says, okay, you know, I want to work with you, Moses, is basically what Pharaoh is doing. And so he's upset about the frogs. The frogs have basically consumed the entire land, but as soon as the frogs are taken away, this is what happens. So the Lord did According to the word of Moses, and the frogs died out of the houses, out of the courtyards, and out of the fields. They gathered them together in heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not heed them as the Lord had said. So, this is the first time that Pharaoh actually hardens his own heart. Yesterday's podcast, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. Now Pharaoh has taken it upon himself to harden his own heart. So that's very important going forward because we still have eight more plagues. So let's take a look at the third plague, which is lice. So the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, stretch out your rod and strike the dust. Of the land, so that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so. For Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and struck the dust of the earth, and it became lice on man and beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Now the magicians so worked with their enchantments to bring forth life, but they could not do so. So this is the first time that Pharaoh's magicians could not do the same thing that Aaron had done with the rod of God. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard and he did not heed them just as the Lord had said. So Pharaoh is beginning a pattern here where he is going to harden his own heart time and time again. Let's take a look at plague number four, which is the plague of the flies, beginning in verse 20. And the Lord said to Moses, rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water. Then say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me, or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants, on your people and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies, and also the ground on which they stand, And in that day I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall be. Friends, this is the first time that we hear of the land of Goshen. And the land of Goshen, if we go back to the book of Genesis, is where um, Joseph had arranged for the rest of his family to come because it was the best land of the land of Egypt. So the Egyptians were always separated from the Hebrews. But now the Hebrews have become so numerous that they are actually working in the midst of the Egyptians. But when they finish working, go home for the night, they go to their own separate place. So this is the first time God is making a separation. But from this point forward, God is only going to inflict the plagues on the land of Egypt and not on Egypt. The, uh, the Israelite people which are living in the land of Goshen. So what happens here is Pharaoh is trying to negotiate with Moses and what he actually does is agree. He says okay you can take your people and worship here in this land and Moses said that's not going to work. If we try to do that here your people will stone us, they will kill us. So he says, no, we need to go three days' distance from here. And he agrees to do that until the plague of the flies and the flies are all gone. But once the flies are gone, can you guess what's going to happen? You guessed it. Let's read beginning in verse 31. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants and from his people. Not one remained, but Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also. Neither would he let the people go. So friends, buckle up. We're going to continue this, um, this story in chapter 9 on Monday's podcast, but before we do that, this is going to be my call to arms. I just began this yesterday, and if you did not get a chance to listen to yesterday's podcast, I would highly encourage you to do so. Yesterday, I brought up a verse in the first chapter of James that tells us that when we hear a good message, when we hear something that encourages us, it sounds good, we want to do something with it, you can't just hear the Word of God and not actually implement it into your life. And so yesterday I began a thing, and what I suggested to everyone is I'm challenging you to go out of your way and compliment one person every day for the following seven days. Now, we started yesterday. So if you're just listening today, I'm asking you to do this for the next six days. And I am believing that if you put into action the things that I'm telling you, you are going to begin to notice a change in your life. It's going to not only affect the people that you talk to, but it is also going to be working inside of you. Now, the Bible tells us that we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And how we do that is actually go to work and begin doing what the Bible tells us to do. Friends, I'm here to tell you, if you go out of your way and compliment someone every day, and I didn't say do three or four people, I want to keep it simple. Just do one compliment a day, and I believe your life will begin to change Yesterday, I also began another segment of this podcast, and that is Scripture reading. Now, yesterday, I made a mistake, and I apologize. I asked you to read the first chapter of Exodus. I should have told you to read the seventh chapter of Exodus. I'm hoping a number of you caught that, because yesterday, we went over chapter 7. So once again, I'm going to give you three chapters of the Bible to read. And once again, I cannot force you to do this, guys. I'm just asking you to take a simple leap of faith. And if you just choose to do one of these, hey... You got to start where you're at. But if you were to only read one chapter today, I suggest that you reread the entire eighth chapter of Exodus. I didn't even read half of it. So if you really want to get into the Word and really read everything and get the most out of it, please reread the entire chapter eight. The second one is. On last Friday's podcast I had asked that everyone who was interested read the great faith chapter every day for a month so that is the 11th chapter of Hebrews I believe if you read the entire 11th chapter of Hebrews for the next 3 or 4 weeks that your life will begin to change. And the third one is, if you want to read a third chapter, it would be to reread the proverb which we just went over, Proverb 15. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today who has never taken that step, and you have a prompting in your heart saying, Golly, I really like the way this sounds. I really don't know where I am with God. If you really would like to draw closer to Him, even if you've said the sinner's prayer before, say it again. It is okay to repeat this prayer over and over and over again. God is always happy for people to want to draw closer to God. So, Father God, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth, that you were willing to die on a cross to forgive everyone listening to this podcast today all of their sins. By doing that, you have put us in right standing with you. We are now reconciled to you. Thank you, Jesus, for putting me in right standing with God. And yet, Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart. I ask that you would lead me and guide me from this day forward. I want you. I need your help. I want to make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you have any questions about anything you are hearing on any of these podcasts, I ask that you reach out to me on Facebook. I am Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. And you can reach me on messenger. Ask me anything at all, any questions that you have, and I will get back with you as soon as I possibly can. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me tomorrow as we close out the week with wisdom today.